Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast where we inspire you to travel more. And uh, we're currently doing a series on Canadian dad bloggers. It's a very unique niche and a very unique segment of the blogosphere. Uh, there are literally millions of blogs around the world, millions, and there's literally thousands of uh, dad bloggers. Not that many. Maybe there's probably like at least a thousand to two thousand dad bloggers. But actually, Canadian dad bloggers is a very, very, very tiny minority. I think there must be about um, 30, maybe 40, and we've interviewed about five of them, so uh, stay tuned for more. Uh, but today on the episode, we have the social dad himself, uh, socialdad.ca. James um, is going to be sharing a little bit more about his uh, travels from the UK to Canada as an immigrant, and also about more, much more about his uh, blog about parenting and fatherhood. So James, uh, to start off with, why don't we get to know you a little bit better if you want to share a little bit more about yourself. Hi, uh, yeah, sure. So uh, I'm James, hello. Uh, social media strategist by day and uh, dad the rest of the time. Um, and yeah, my background's in travel and blogging and photography and writing and all that kind of, all those kind of the fun things that you do when you don't really know what you want to do for a living. Um, and I just kept doing them. So you have a very interesting backstory because as uh, people who are listening and watching can tell, you're not from Canada, but now you're a Canadian dad blogger. So I'd love to hear the backstory there of what made you jump across the pond from UK to North America. Uh, well, I kind of, at first, it's kind of a two-part thing. So I fell in love with Vancouver um, way back in the day because I used to work on cruise ships. So I worked for three years after university. Uh, sailing around Alaska and Mexico, French Polynesia, Australia, New Zealand, um, Peru, Chile, all those, you know, the interesting places. And then um, I came back to England and really had itchy feet. So moved from my small town of Salisbury, where I grew up, to London, uh, where I took some more jobs and then eventually met uh, Christy, my now wife. Uh, she is from Vancouver um, and... Uh, yeah, you know, we got to talking and, and uh, one thing led to another and now we are married. Uh, so we met in London, then we moved to Vancouver where she's from and I love the city already so I was all on board. Um, and then we decided to settle here and been loving it ever since. So tell us about your cruise ship days. Uh, you uh, were working on a cruise ship for three years. Uh, what kind of roles uh, did you guys do? Uh, so what did you do before when you were a single lad uh, on the cruise ships? Uh, I started off as a videographer and then moved up to senior videographer and then video manager. Uh, I was on celebrity cruises doing Alaska, uh, which I loved. And I, I, there's something I can't get over about Alaska. I don't know if it's because it was kind of my first glimpse of proper mountains and snow and bears and otters and ice caps and glaciers and all those kinds of amazing things. Now I find myself watching sort of random uh, shows on the History Channel about Alaska. Um, I kind of always fantasized about living out in the middle of the woods, battling bears and things. Um, and then, yeah, so as the videographer on cruise ships, I'd get to um, go on all the excursions and I'd get to film all of the cool things that the passengers get to do. Uh, that most of the staff on the crew on board didn't really get to do. So that was kind of a novelty for me. Um, and then, yeah, like I said, so I got to go to Peru and go to Machu Picchu and film that and uh, the Inside Passage in Alaska and then down to 
Australia and go to Tasmania and film Milford Sound and Auckland and then go up to Fiji and so I, I got to see an awful lot straight out of university and I think that really helped me um, one sort of get a taste for travel and realizing that the world is super small if you take the first few steps out of your door um, and you know the possibilities are endless once you once you've got a taste for it then you just go and you explore and you find out new things and then there isn't enough to see like you just there's so much um possibilities uh with travel so it's it's uh it'll never stop being interesting yeah you know uh, at the time of this interview i'm actually in medellin colombia we're traveling around south america absolutely loving it and like you said uh, you know the more you travel the more addictive it becomes and uh, you know obviously uh, doing a cruise ship is a great way to see the world. Uh, you mentioned all these amazing places, French Polynesia, uh, South America, Alaska. We actually did a, our honeymoon, uh, me and my wife, uh, on Alaska cruise from Vancouver. Uh, went up to like Ketchikan and uh, um, Juneau and uh, that area. So I love cruising and I definitely want to do more of that, especially French Polynesia. That's one area I'm dying uh, to get to. Yeah, oh, it's, it's stunning. Bora Bora. Uh, is one of those places that you read about and you think, is it really that? Yeah, it is incredible. Like the the water is so blue, and there's stingrays that will swim up to you, and they're like little puppies, and you can feed them um, bits of food, and you can stroke them, and they're just lovely. And it's uh, it's an incredible place. So uh, you're currently based in Vancouver, BC, Canada, where I'm from as well. Uh, walk us through the journey. I mean, you're an expat. Uh, Englishman, not in New York, but Englishman in Vancouver. Uh, tell us about some of the good stuff and bad stuff. What do you like and what don't you like about living in BC in Canada? Wow, what do I like? Um, so much. I mean, seeing the mountains every day is um, never going to get old for me. I can't get over it. And you see the the change in weather up there. You can see the, uh, the snow in the winter as soon as it comes in, sort of beginning of November. Um, to the fresh air. Um, the air is so fresh here. That's, it's amazing. Like coming from London where you walk down the street and then you like, oh, this is gross. But, um, and like your car gets covered in a film of something, tar, I suppose. Um, the people are genuinely nice here, which is another thing in London you don't often get. Um, so, you know, people are talking to you in the, in the Starbucks in the queue and at home you'd sort of be putting your hand on your wallet and you'd I being robbed now but they they want to make conversation they like people it's nice um, and also the the water out of your tap here tastes good and that's something I haven't had before um, so I can't get enough like I've got it this is water and it's nice um, what else what don't I like um, probably the only thing is the unimaginable real estate prices. Um, I've had to sort of make my peace with the fact that I'm, unless I win the lottery, I'm probably not going to be able to buy a house here, um, which is a sad thing. Uh, I mean, I'll just rent or build a cabin in the woods. I've just got to convince my wife, and she's not on board with that. 
Yeah, yeah, I can uh, I can relate. I've, I'm actually born and raised in Vancouver. I spent my elementary school, high school, university days there. Met my wife there, got married, had three kids there, and uh, we, we struggled. I mean, we are both working parents, my wife and me, and, um, you know, like we had a condo. We actually bought a condo, and, you know, uh, our parents helped out with that, and uh, it was tough because we were struggling every month to pay off the mortgage bill. So what we ended up doing is we actually sold it, and now we're traveling the world, and actually, this is way better. Um, just uh, for those of you watching and listening, if you watch this on YouTube, you can actually see the condo. We're renting this condo, and it's super cheap. Um, I'll uh, do a video tour for the people watching, but basically it's um, about a hundred US per week, or if you want to rent it for the whole month, it's three hundred US, which is less than five hundred Canadian for an amazing condo. You can see how big it is too. We got like a king size bed and my own desk to work on, and a lot of closet space, and you know, like it's super low cost of living here. So we left Vancouver partly for you know adventure, but also the real estate market is super crazy. So. I can see I can see why you want to build a house <laughs> over there in the woods of uh, British Columbia or beyond. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, at the moment, there's no choice. Yeah, going to the woods. Or I mean, because there's the water to one side of the mountain, then there's the state, so you can only go east or into the woods, and it's you know we're running out of room. <laughs> so uh, walk us through the journey of your uh, dad blog. It's called socialdad.ca. Uh, tell us about the origin. When did you start it, and what are the topics you're writing about? Well, it's kind of been a blog, uh, kind of floating in the background for a long time. Like I've been doing it for years, mainly social media things. And then uh, when I became a father, um, I kind of played with the thought about um, writing about some stories and things, but I didn't know where to start and if there would be an audience for it. Uh, and then, luckily, my job is in social media and, and talking to influencers. And um, I've worked with a couple of brands where we talk to personas. So we divide our um, customers up into personas so we know who to target and sort of the vague demographics. And I worked out that while uh, the female demographics or the personas spend uh, an hour shopping a week, the male um, shoppers and demographics spend about 54, 55 minutes a week, but no brands are talking to them. So I thought that was kind of interesting and I kind of I wanted to see if I could be the person that they talked to So I sent this information to a few brands um, And they thought oh actually Why aren't we talk why aren't we doing this? This is a huge opportunity. So I Kind of went that way with it and I started talking to brands and then I realized that there were other few um, dad bloggers, which is amazing. and I love what you're doing with the series as well because people don't know about us um, often think they think mummy bloggers and that's the end of the thought so to hear that there's daddy bloggers and things people are getting on board um, I've worked with um, Home Depot Canada um, marks and they love the idea of working with a dad and people who uh, actually use the products and who want to talk about it um, so yeah and so aside from working with cool brands like that I'm uh, writing about little lessons that I've learned uh, being a dad and kind of learning along the way um, you know there seems to be more of a network of mums who um, discuss their day-to-day -day. Uh, they sort of talk about their problems and how to deal with it and there's there's a lot more like mum based magazines for example no uh, dad ones um, and like where are we supposed to get our information from because there's no books 
um, or at least I haven't found any. There's, if you go to chapters, there's a ton of books on how to be a mom and how to, you know, parent your kids and um, all that kind of stuff. Everyone's got advice, but for dads, it's hard. Um, so even though I've only been blogging as a dad for a short amount of time, I've found um, incredible support. Um, there's a few out there, um, especially in Vancouver. Um, Buzz Bishop's been a good one. Um, you as well. Um, uh, guy Michael, uh, and there's just a few others, and uh, Steve as well. Um, just fantastic. Like everyone's got advice, and they're all um, we're all in the same thing together. We're all trying to figure it out as we go along. Um, so I found it interesting to to write down everything I'm learning, some mistakes, uh, some questions for the for my audience as well, because I don't know what I'm doing. I'm trying to figure it out, and people who have older kids or, or even mums are um, sharing their advice and it's hugely useful. So thanks. Yeah, definitely I agree with you about the data sphere is so uh, um, small. It's kind of a good thing for us who are dad blogging because there's not as much competition. Uh, and uh, like you were saying, the dad blogging community is so supportive, so encouraging and a really tight-knit community. And uh, shout out to those guys you mentioned, Mike Granick from Top Daddies, Buzz Bishop from uh, uh, Dad Camp, uh, Chris Reed over there from Canadian Dad. Uh, we have Adam Dolgan from Father for Fathers. Justin, uh, you know, Life in 180, 140, I think. <laughs> and then uh, Casey, Casey, we had him as well. Uh, Casey Palmer, Canadian Dad. And um, yeah, a few more we, uh, we, we have interviewed and will be interviewing uh, in the future. Uh, so James, uh, you, you are actually a specialist in the area of social media. Um, so what tips of advice would you have for our viewers and listeners today on how to up the ante, how to get uh, you know, more likes, comments, shares, how to get more engagement on social? Wow. Um, that is something I have to deal with every single day with my brand as well as um, my own personal blog. It's, hmm, where do you start? I think social media is more or should be more of a listening tool than a speaking tool for, to start with. Um, so it's all very well to start talking, um, but you need to know who you're talking to and what they're interested in. Um, you also need to be providing content that people will find useful. So if you're um, just saying like your shopping haul or, or what you did today, I'm not going to learn anything from that. So I don't, there's no value in it for me. So it needs to be something that people haven't heard before or an insight or a lesson that they might not have heard or uh, even if you get information and you really boil it down to the, the most succinct points that's useful um, people are busy they need to know like here's the key points here's all the information um, in a sort of friendly and engaging way um, I think that's probably the, the top thing and just keep up to date with all the new um, features that Facebook and Instagram are rolling out daily um, Instagram's just uh, about to launch a uh, a tool like Facebook has for working with brands, so it can say it's sponsored content, so you don't have to worry about the sort of funny little details of um, the FCC and, and their hashtagging requirements. Um, Facebook, now, like the cover photo, you can have a video now, which is kind of cool. Um, so I'm sure you'll see a lot more brands doing that. Um, yeah, and any content you do, make sure it's high quality, you know, film in high def, uh, edit your photos. Don't, and uh, do less selfies, please.
you know, uh, a lot of people have a big following, either big corporate brands or even social media influencers, bloggers. But the key thing is not the following, but the engagement. Um, any advice on how to get more people to engage with your content, uh, even for the bloggers who are watching today? Uh, you know, a lot of us who are bloggers, we share our blogs on social media, and you got kind of a graveyard <laughs> where no one's reading it, no one's commenting, and then uh, you kind of feel discouraged. You're like, is it worth it? Is it worth it? So um, walk us through how you can actually increase engagement on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, Google+, Snapchat, etc. I wish I knew the secret. Um, I think it's a matter of talking to other people and getting involved with their content, then they're more likely to come back to you. Um, they're going to be looking at what you're posting. Uh, be consistent and have a voice and know what you're saying and what your audience wants to see. Um, like I said before, people are taking a whole bunch of selfies unless you're, I don't know, Kim Kardashian or Kanye or, or someone who, um, generally speaking, the audience wants to see, um, then people don't want to see your face every single day. They want to see what you see in an interesting way and in a polished way. So Instagram, make it high quality, um, you know, edit, frame, treat it like a professional photo shoot. Um, Facebook is tricky because they want you to pay money to put your um, content in front of other people um, because they want your money. It's a business. Uh, Twitter, join conversations, um, get a following, try and be funny, try and be interesting. If it's, if you're going to say something, I think like, if you can treat Twitter and maybe even social as, as a general thing, treat it like if you were to say something to a stranger in the street, would they care? If it's not interesting to them, if they don't say, oh, cool, I'm, I'm better off for knowing that, don't put it on social because no one, no one cares. No one's going to retweet it or, or share it or engage. Um, so make sure if you're saying anything, make it tangible, interesting. Do a spell checker, Trump. Um, and uh, just be nice on social. Some great tips there, James. Uh, you know, to end off, uh, we have our co-host here, Rianne. She loves interviewing our guests as well. So Rianne, <laughs> do you have any questions for our friend, James? What's your favorite country? That's my what? Favorite country. My favorite country. That's a good question. Um, I mean, Canada's pretty good. Um, I, I think it's up there with Canada and Australia. I mean, I'll obviously always love England because it's where I'm from. Um, but Australia and Canada have the nicest people there. And they're just beautiful places to visit. Yeah, I was actually in Australia for three years uh, doing a uh, uh, study abroad and a working holiday. Absolutely love Australia. I did the whole perimeter of the continent country and yeah, big advocate of tra travel and tourism in Australia. Um, any other questions before we end? What? What's your favorite animal? Favorite animal? <laughs> wow. I think the brown bear. We have a lot of those in Canada, the grizzly bears and the brown bear, right? Awesome. Uh, well, hey, thanks, uh, James, uh, for taking uh, the time out of your busy day for, to be on the show today. Uh, for people who want to connect with you, the social dad himself, uh, yeah. they find out more, ask you some tips about parenting, fatherhood, social media, travel, or anything else. How do they connect with you? Uh, they can find me on, uh, you can go to the blog, socialdad.ca. Uh, you can find me on Facebook under Social Dad blog. Uh, Twitter and Instagram is James RCS.
And uh, I'll actually have those links below so you can click through and uh, connect with James. Uh, you know, uh, it's been great to have uh, another dad on the show. Thanks for being on. And, uh, you know, we'll catch up with you soon, maybe back in Vancouver if I ever return. Sounds good. Thanks very much. Thanks, James. Uh, so thanks, everyone, for tuning in to this episode of Digital Nomad Mastery. I, uh, you know, I've certainly been inspired to up my social game after talking to James, and I know you have too. Uh, so thanks for tuning in. Uh, make sure you subscribe and, um, you know, comment and share either the YouTube video if you're watching this or, uh, you know, also on iTunes. Uh, make sure you leave us a rating and review. That helps us out a lot. And last thing is we actually have an active and engaged Facebook group called the Digital Nomad Mastery Community, where we uh, connect with other uh, digital nomads, other bloggers, other social media influencers. Uh, so make sure you join that community as well. Thanks, everyone. We'll catch you in the next episode. Happy travels, and see you soon. Bye. Check out daddyblogger.com. Check out daddyblogger.com and socialdad.ca.